You're listening to a University of Warwick podcast. For more information on the university, please visit warwick.ac.uk. Alexandra Pringle is Group Editor-in-Chief of Bloomsbury. Pringle received an honorary Doctor of Letters from the University of Warwick in July 2014. Here she is speaking to GB Jenkins. Miss Pringle, welcome. Um, Firstly, what are you working on at the moment? I'm working on the list that we're publishing this autumn, which is going to be a big list for us, including a masterpiece by the writer Esther Freud and a new collection of stories by Margaret Atwood and a new book from Richard Ford. But I'm also, as you do in publishing, working on the future. So I'm working on all of next year's books and building the list for the year beyond that and the year beyond that. Oh, fantastic. I'm looking forward to both Margaret's and Richard's books, so that'll be very good. Um, Secondly, um, you've worked with um, a number of great authors during your career, Richard, uh, Margaret and uh, Donna Tartt, to name but three. How do you support these creative minds in telling their stories? There are lots of different ways in which you need and have to support um, your writers. And it goes from the text itself, uh, particularly if it's an author who's in the UK rather than in another country where they might have another editor. But for the editors in the UK that you work with closely, you need to help them make the book as good as it possibly can be. And that um, can go from the biggest structural edit, talking about the character, the narrative, um, how the book develops as it goes along, down to um, really looking carefully at the language and the expression of the book. But then you have to also hold the hand of the author through every bit of the publication process. So um, making for them the most beautiful book that it can be, um, nurturing through the very traumatic, often, um, publication process, ringing them on a Sunday morning when they've had a good review, but also when they've had a bad review. It's just as important to do that. Going to events with them, helping them with their public speaking, um, being there really as friend, nanny, psychiatrist, <laughs> everything that you can possibly be for them. Thank you. Um, what makes you happy? Lots of things make me happy. My family makes me very happy. My friends, my colleagues, my work makes me incredibly happy. Travel makes me happy. Um, Nature makes me happy, but not in too big a dose because I'm a city girl. I live on a boat on the river. That makes me happy. Um, People probably make me happy more than anything else. And I think that's why I love books so much because books and particularly novels are about people and their lives. Thank you. We're celebrating Warwick's 50th anniversary in 2015 and we'll celebrate our successes but we're also thinking about the future. What do you think will be the biggest challenges and opportunities over the next five decades? I feel that education is at the heart of everything and that education has to be thought about very carefully over the next five decades. I think there's been a massive failure in state-funded school education um, and I think that the bipartite system that we have in the UK of private education and publicly funded education is having a really bad effect on the health of the nation and the development of the nation. And there's no other country that has such a system. Um, I've been thinking a lot about education because there are two books I've been working on recently. One we published and one we will publish in a year's time. The one we published is called Maggie and Me by Damien Barr. And it's about his childhood being brought up 
in um, a steelwork town outside Glasgow in the years of Thatcher and how he saw his community being dismantled. He was brought up in a brutal and alcoholic household. Much as he hated Margaret Thatcher, she was an extraordinary example to him because he realised that through education and through effort he could leave that and he could survive and he could go on and have a fruitful and a good life, which he's done. And on the other hand, there's a man called Erwin James, a very extraordinary man who uh, spent 20 years in prison for murder and he came from an equally brutal background and two things um, made it much harder for him. One was that he lost his mother when he was a child and Damien had his mother and his mother's love but the other thing was that he didn't get education and he didn't get education until he was in prison and in prison he met an extraordinary psychiatrist who pointed him in that direction and he got an open university degree and he started writing a column for the Guardian and his life has been transformed by education and therefore it seems to me that that is what we must attend to and everything else will come from that. Thank you. And what words of, words of wisdom have you imparted on your fellow graduates today? <laughs> Well, I looked at all those young faces um, and was filled with absolute joy, I have to say, partly because they were riotous in the first half as, as, their, as their friends got their degrees. Um, and it made me feel very happy. Um, but what I, what I said to them, what I wanted to say to them is that what is ahead in life is a mixture of success and failure. And all of them at that moment were at a moment of great success getting their degrees. But um, in my life, I experienced failure way before that. I was an academic failure at school and I found my way through devious and, and different means. Um, but that failure is a useful thing in your life and it strengthens you and you need to experience it and it helps you and to embrace it just as much as you embrace success. And the other thing I wanted to say was that um, to take time because life is long and you can experiment and you can allow for things to go wrong and you can waste time because life is very long and you have so many years of work ahead and I think the 20s are the years where you can experiment and you can mess around a bit and you don't have to get slotted into your career right off. And then the other thing I wanted to say to them is that you must have fun in your life because fun is incredibly important. And I have fun in my office life. And people often say, oh, office life, how boring. I don't think it's boring. I think it's like living in a soap opera and uh, experiencing all those different lives. And I think fun is many, many things, um, but it's a terribly important part of life. Thank you very much. Thank you.